Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Right, the house of God. The house of God. The first thing about this house is that it's a house of people. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to read three different passages of scripture today and there are three points about the house of God. The first is it's a house of people. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 11. Therefore remember that you once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands that at that time you were without Christ being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise having no hope and without God in the world. But now... So he said, you were far from all the things of God. It used to be a little national thing for Israel. God dealt with one nation, Israel, and he just dealt with them and dealt with them and dealt with them. But now all of us are able to come into God's things and, and meet with God. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made both one. And now he's talking about racial and all the different walls that separate human beings from each other. You know, in some countries, it's a racial thing. In Rwanda, a couple of decades ago, the Hutus and the Tutsis fought with each other because they were different tribes. But in other countries, it's a religious thing, the Catholics and the Protestants. In other countries, it's a football thing, Celtics and Rangers. I mean, people will find separating walls, amen? And he says, Christ has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances so as to create in himself one new man from the two. Whatever two sides you want to pick on, male and female, old and young, rich and poor, black and white, whatever separation you want to make, he says, in Christ, he's made one new human being out of the two. When you come into Christ, you shed all of those previous associations. You give up your passport and you get a new identity saying, I'm now a member of the Christian race, not the Egyptian race or the Icelandic race or whatever it is. Awesome stuff. That he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. So now I'm going to go into why it's a house of people. It's not a house of bricks. It's not a house of traditions. It's not a house of religious history. It's a house of people, the house of God. And he says, now therefore, verse 19, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints. Do you know you're a saint? You are a saint if you believe in Jesus. Say that. Say, I'm a saint. And believe it, friends. You are a saint. You are as holy and as special to God as any saint has ever been. Isn't that amazing? 
your fellow citizens with the saints and members, there's that word members, it's a biblical word, of the household of God. The household, that means family. Another word for a house of people is household or family. We are a family, amazingly a family. God has put us together. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. So yes, there is some guidance from God and his word. But then verse 23, 21, in whom the whole building being fitted together. What does that sound like? That sounds like bricks being put together, doesn't it? The whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord, the house of God. The temple of the Lord is not bricks and mortar anymore. It's people that are bricks. In Peter, he says, you are living stones being built into a temple. And then the last verse, 22. In whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. God is looking for a house, but it's no longer in a location or a physical building. It's people. And it's people of different types and different ages and backgrounds and nationalities and interests and colors and personalities. And he fits us together and the outside world looks in and they say, what a weird bunch. But God is there. Amen. The first thing is. We're a house of people. The second thing is we're a house of prayer. A house of prayer. Matthew 21, Jesus said, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer. In the other Gospels, he says, A house of prayer for the nations. My house will be a house of prayer for the nations. That is God's intent. That we are a house of Prayer. What is prayer? It's people coming before God, bowing, maybe not their physical knees, but their hearts before God and saying, God, we need you. We love you. We trust you. We worship you. Please, would you help? That's prayer. And the church is supposed to be not just a house of people, but a house of prayer. I'd like to read you a, a verse from 2 Chronicles 5. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud, which was the presence of God. And it says that the priests couldn't continue with their ministry because God's presence filled the house. The house is not a building. Amen? The house is us, and when we pray, when we lift our hands, when we're as one, when we use music, when we don't use music, when we just pray and praise and worship God and put ourselves underneath Him. He's God. We are not. We worship Him. We pray to Him. He tells us what to do. When we're in that position, that posture, His presence fills the room. Amen? And when I say room... It can be a, a house. It can be a, an office 
building. It can be anywhere because it's people who are praying together. And we are a house of prayer. Lastly, so we're a house of people, we're a house of prayer. Lastly, we're a lighthouse or a house of purpose. Matthew chapter 5 says, You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.